Guitars World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Towers World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 29th of May, our final show in May. Thanks to Frank Tynan for an excellent edition of Kilkenny Today and Frank will be back again on Wednesday for another edition of the show. Coming up on tonight's show we'll be looking back at all the hurling action. We'll be talking camogie later in the show with Aoife Lannigan. I'll be going down through all the handball news. If you'd like to get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our textback.com line on 086 353 7782 that's the Clune Tech Company or you can phone us in on 056 7762 or you can also message us on WhatsApp on 087 4011 887 as always I'm joined in the studio by Eamon Nicky and Pat's in transit I suppose but uh, good evening lads Hi, you on? On? <coughs> so as lads there's only one place to start and we'll be getting Andy's opinion there after half six as well but look Wexford Park yesterday Nicky and Eamon I know you're both down there and what were your thoughts? I'll give the floor to Eamon first <laughs> No matter thanks Nicky um, It was a great game Kieran. I suppose for hurling really and you know Wexford they were they needed the win for, for themselves and they wanted to win and look, Kenny wanted to go down and beat him I suppose to to get a win in Wexford Park it was a long time since we got a win in, in, a, in a senior game like that down in Wexford Park and unfortunately we didn't get over the lane yesterday but um, I just felt you know we, we got a great start again and we, we often do down in Wexford Park and you know we got six seven points up and you're, you're kind of saying Jesus we have them now and but Wexford does show great heart great uh, ability the likes of Lee Chin there yesterday for Wexford I thought was was sensational you know he really stood up and there was times there there was nearly three or four men around him and he was a real leader and that like and you'd be kind of wondering from a Wexford point of view and I, I know we're, we're at Kilkenny Station and we're, we're Kilkenny supporters and that but from a Wexford point of view you'd be wondering where the performance was leading up to that game you know and um, it just seems to be any time they come up against Kilkenny they're able to raise the game about 20% and like you would be scratching your head if you were down in Wexford Park yesterday from Wexford saying how did we lose to Westmead last week and, and turn over such a great performance yesterday but from a Kilkenny point of view positives I was delighted to see the couple of goals going uh, granted we conceded a few at the other end but Owen Cody there yesterday I just thought he, he really stood up and, and had a great game but up to the injuries I suppose I thought we were in full control of the game and I'm sure Nicky will touch on it but the couple of injuries kind of we lost our shape lost a bit of form then and um, just you know to win level at half time or, or, or I think it was nearly a point down point, half down, time, yeah. point down at half time do you know it was, it was tough nearly because if you were to if you were just to turn on the radio maybe after three or four minutes and you know we had such a great start with, with the goals and that but um, you know you'd be disappointed you'd be hoping the injuries aren't too um, too severe hopefully you know what I mean two weeks now to Galway will be a big game as well so look at it it was um, yeah I suppose coming out of it you would be disappointed that we didn't get the win yeah um, Nicky like Emma said there so Kilkenny got off to a flying start you know and we had been slow in some games to, to kick into first gear but got off to a flying start and then we were outscored then from the 24th minute to 5 to 6 points well, sure, Kieran, we had two goals scored in the first five minutes, in the mm. second minute and in the fifth minute. To put us two on to two points ahead. And uh, by 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 half time, uh, Wexford had gone ahead, 2 11 yeah. to 2 10, with goals in the 24th and the 26th minute. So, look, I think there was a, there was a turning point now. Uh, Adrian Mullen had, had got on, went off just after that. But before that, we had lost, um, we, we'd lost Martin Keown, of course. And. Uh, I think the definitely the substitution and the quick substitutions in the first 25 minutes upset the balance of the team a fair bit. I, I just felt that was the case. And had those not happened, I, I think 
Uh, I think it would have would have been a different. I think it would have been a different result. But that as it may, I mean, I, I mean, the, the way Wexford approached the whole thing, even before the match, where that Anthony Kern singing Bull of Vogue and the players came out on the field and Bull of Vogue was being sung, they, they they got the crowd really up for it because they had really fallen out of love with the with the team, the Wexford supporters. Now, I mean, the the stuff going on at local radio for the last two weeks was brutal stuff, and. Um, so they wanted to drum up support, and boy, they did. They got it done all right, and and for 15 minutes it looked it looked as if it was going pear shaped again. But they came back in. Out, Chin was outstanding. Lee Chin was at the heart of everything, and uh, he was very good. Uh, Rory O'Connor was very good as well. And then in the second half, you had. Um, what do you call your man McGovern he banged into two goals and he's come back from a double cruciate injury which was fair going so but still look when they went seven points up Kilkenny showed character to come back and uh, we could have nicked it in the end you know I'd like to have seen the the TJ throw or pass whichever it was maybe Evan has a view on that as well because it, was, it all went across the goal and Alan Murphy flicked it into the back of the yeah. net it would have been it would have been a sensational ending to the game if it had been allowed now, I think the ref had his whistle blown but no we got a couple of harsh enough calls now against us you know and uh, yesterday but having said that look I think the fact that Wexford they just had that bit more to play for than ourselves we were in the Leinster final um, but quite frankly the result was one thing but the injuries we got out of the game was far worse it's a long time since we left a big game where we had three serious injuries that didn't happen to Kenny for a long time and uh, it could have a big burden on our season yet for all we know yeah, exactly. Yeah, and what was your thoughts on that hand pass? Yeah, I suppose it was, you know, at the very end, was, uh, like when you see the long ball going into the square, it was only reminiscent of um, Michael Jacobs going in 2004. You'd be kind of hoping maybe something like that from a Kenny point of view. And then for it to kind of happen with TJ with the ball and, and to get it across the square and Alan Murphy to put it in, you know, there was a few lads brothers there, and was there any for Kenny jumping around? And next thing you kind of look around and you realise it wasn't given, you know, it was, it was a bit disappointing. And I suppose later on in the day, when you see the, the goal Carl O'Neill got for, for Limerick. Um, I think it was Will O'Donnell who was it that passed the ball you know it was maybe a borderline hand pass because it went over his head it was kind of an overhead hand pass and you'd be kind of saying maybe, maybe it was that a throw like, but it was very hard to see but um, you know we could have nicked it like yeah, and, and there was um, a, wasn't there a similar one between Tip and Limerick the week before where Bonner Mar was through for a goal and he was deemed to yeah. you know so I think there's a big I think there's going to be a big change coming down the line in terms of what the hand pass and hurling is going to look like I think it's going to have to be a very very obvious hand pass or it's going to be a free given each time because I think that there are it's becoming a problem for referees and I have sympathy with them to the extent that they're trying to decide to, deci- to make the decision from a long ways away from the incident as well. So it's, it's, it's often not easy. The one thing I will say, and, and, it, and, and, it, and it was applicable in a number of games yesterday, referees are not consulting with their umpires enough no. to get clarity on decisions. If you take the penalty, penalty, yeah. the penalty yesterday in, uh, in, in Limerick and Cork where it was in me, as far as I'm concerned, the dubious penalty at the end of the day, they should be consulting and get clarification from their uh, from their match officials and then make up their mind what they feel it should be because it, it, to be fair to referees they're often having to adjudicate 50-60 metres away and that's not easy No and Eamon you felt the same for the Kilkenny penalty you know it could be 50-50 I didn't really see too much to be off the Kilkenny penalty Kirami. I was looking at something else that was going on kind of down further in the field and it just kind of for Sorry, the Sorry I made the Wexford one there yeah Yeah you know I, I, did this, I, did, I just thought maybe it could have been you know borderline but it probably was a penalty you know it was just one of those things I, I don't know of course, with Michael Kenny hat on, you'd be saying everything is never a foul and, and, ne- and never a free, like you know. But, but um, do you know, so sometimes they're marginal cause, like and yeah, do you know. Yeah, I mean, you were saying there as well just before a few main games with the Wexford 
contingent down there? I wouldn't, don't know, maybe, Kieran. I don't know, like, you know, the game was put back 10 minutes, like, so if it's put back 10 minutes, I suppose maybe the, the game in Mullingar probably should have been put back the 10 minutes if it's gone down to a last decider of a, of a season. And then maybe Dublin and Galway mightn't have had as much riding on it in terms of the bottom of the table. But certainly, like, if it's the last day and all the games are supposed to win at the same time, you know, and, and you go back to 2019 as well, we played Wexford in, in Wexford Park and the game ended in a draw and it ended up for Galway. Um, were out of the championship because they lost to Dublin up in Parnell I think but um, the same thing there was a bit of a delay that night and I, I just felt I was down at the Walsh Cup game earlier in the year and, and there was a much bigger crowd I thought now granted I was in the stadium at, well the time was about half time in the case yeah, half time we were in you know, there, yeah. so it was, it was early enough maybe there was there was always traffic kind of coming into Wexford Park there's a hard place to get in and out of so but I just felt maybe you know just, I, just for Westmead and that, I just thought for the integrity of the Leinster Championship Maybe it would have been better just maybe to push that game back ten minutes. I, I think he's dead right. There was there was a big confab among the media people <laughs> at the game yesterday about why they, they they were curious about the ten minute delay. Now I, I was on a podcast with others today and and they, the messages were coming in which said that there did appear to be a crowd outside towards the end of it alright but with only less than 10,000 there uh, I, I was a bit puzzled but but if that had to happen the game in Westmead should have been put put back 10 minutes as well because Wexford knew with 10 minutes to go exactly what their fate was and if you look back at the last 10 minutes of that match the Wexford tempo upped further again just watch it again and clearly the message had come in from the sideline what they had to do yeah the tide must have been out in Coraclaw Pat <laughs> Could have been. I think there was a long ha- um, half-time break as well, went on for 18 or yeah, 19 minutes. Yeah, that was, that was another factor, yeah. Yeah, so you were a quarter of an hour behind then, I'd say. Yeah. At that stage. But sure, look, the, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a, a cracking game, reminiscent of Kilkenny and Wexford of old. And uh, look, it seems the days we score goals, we concede them the same day. Like mm. we got five against Antrim and we got five yesterday conceded three against Antrim and four yesterday so I um, I don't know uh, then other days we're giving out we're not getting goals but we're not conceding them either so uh, yeah, if we could get oh, the balance right we'd be, <laughs> take, we'd be flying take it. your peak yeah yeah, yeah 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 Pat do you think it was a big opportunity missed there yesterday say the record Kilkenny the last couple of times was it played eight Wexford eight times lost five drew two and or one, two, and drew one. You know, like there was a massive opportunity there yesterday just to kind of put that to bed and you know get Kilkenny back, back into a winning position against Wexford. Yeah, and it looked uh, looked to be going according to plan early on. But uh, yeah, um, you, 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 I mean, Kilkenny tried their damnedest to get the win, and even like the disallowed goal in the last second. So um, the, you'd have to say they gave it everything. Uh, Wexford, uh, you know, they were playing, they were playing for their lives, and oftentimes, and we see it down through the years, even in league games, when one team has more to play for than the other more often than not they win you know so um, and, and, and that that proved a bit yesterday but I'm look I'm glad Wexford are still uh, in the Leinster Championship I think to be an awful bad day for Hurling if Wexford had to go, had to go down to the to the Joe McDonough Cup I just think to be to be really awful and I, I'd I take the defeat yesterday, and just even to the, you know, uh, uh, in the overall scheme of things, in the overall hurling uh, landscape uh, that Wexford and Wexford look there, there, there are plenty of hur- there's plenty of hurling Wexford. They got caught against Westmeath, and uh, you know I think they, they have a lot of work to do. Come back up. This team is pushing on. Let's see what comes up behind with their under twenties and that. You know, if they had to lose, you see yesterday, there's a core of those players. 
wouldn't be around maybe in over 12 yeah. months time mm. that would be the difficulty and yeah. there's no absolute guarantee either if you go down you come back up no that's, no, that's the thing sure. yeah, yeah. you know see awfully now yeah they're, they're, they're six years or something are they yeah well I mean they now have to go and uh, you know Leash were very Leash were really annoyed with Offaly over uh, sending the team to sent down to Carlo and uh, Leash were kind of happy enough so if they come up again one another next year Kerry are still hanging in there and uh, some of the other teams so it's, it's, it's no guarantee and Westmead are back down again so there's no guarantee mm. Offaly are going to no, be back up next no. year Oh, but that was a huge mistake from Offaly. You have to I, keep I, winning momentum. I said that. I said costs. that from day one. I said this is going to cost them dearly. Yeah, you know, mm. trying to be smart and overplaying them, and it doesn't always work out. Like no, backfire completely. You're on, and look at if it works, it'd be great. You know, your players rested, but it was, a, it was such a big gamble to take, and and it just it literally backfired. And it was another great game. I sure touched on later on, but that was a, another great game of hurling as well. You know, and I suppose you know, but just it, it did backfire. And look at Offaly. No one's blame really only themselves to be. As harsh as it probably may sound, that's just the way it is. Yeah, and exactly. And Pat, you know, the Offaly's on such a high there with the 20s winning, and you know, yeah. it's really a chance there to progress on next year into back into the Leinster Championship with the 20s behind them. And you know, you say the whole, yeah, well, the way things were going, say minor last year, under 20 this year, and uh, win the, the, the Joe McDonough Cup, the, there was whole momentum in the county. Yeah. Now it's after, after getting a hell of a slap, and more than likely, even if they lost, even if they won the Joe McDonough and lost the under 20 coming up uh, and which is likely uh, you know it wouldn't have been that bad but now it's going to it's going to it's, it's a double whammy you know yes in yeah. the space of a week definitely yeah yeah well you'd be hoping maybe you know their, their 20s might come up Trump's will be a tough ass Nicky won't it yeah no I think they won't, they won't beat Cork uh, I think Cork will win that one and Galway will win the... Although Clare won't die too soft in the minor, but I think it's Galway's to win. But rather ironically, just uh, we were chatting before we actually came on air, Kieran, and on the, uh, the the Independent do a podcast every Monday and they're talking about how Cork are going to win in All-Ireland within two years. I mean, listen last night to the, the, the eulogy that Jordan Logan and them were playing about Cork. I mean, they haven't made the top three the record over the last couple of years has not been in fact the, the record since the strike has been far from far from great and yet they're being tipped to win an All-Ireland within two years I think somebody is reading funny tea leaves yeah but uh, even yesterday say, you know on the back of all these good 20 teams they had they're still pulling from the same players yeah, all yeah. the time mm-hmm. you know where are all these what did Patrick Horgan score? Was it about one fourteen or something? Yeah, mm. they still wouldn't hit the ball into him <coughs> until they came under pressure. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, but that man has carried Cork on his own. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and and he'll probably have to come back next year again and do the same thing. Yeah, mm. uh, look, I don't know, but say, Pat, on that point you made about Wexford's uh, and the 20s coming and things like that, but like I can't remember the year, but we gave Wexford an awful beating in the park and seven of that team was still playing yesterday. That's you right, know, yeah. And would you be worried from that point of view from a Kilkenny perspective, you know, that we haven't really progressed either? Well, the the like I'm saying, the mystery, uh, you know, over the last 10 or 12 years, Kilkenny uh, just taking colleges hurling, which is, you know, that under seven, 17, 18 19 age group for 10 years we've dominated colleges hurling and that means what you have the you have 300 hurlers there uh, and we we we're, we're not what are we after reaping out of it how many of those are after coming through so that's what I'm I'm I all the time wondering you know with Kilkenny uh, the what's happening there and uh, um, why where where they've gone and how how come when you know we beat 
Limerick in the All Ireland in the minor, and look what Limerick have got out of it, and and that. So it's 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 hard to know. I I, I haven't the answer anyway. We we are look at there's a danger that last year's under twenty brilliant to win it. But I think, you know, we, we there's a number of caveats you have to put on that as regards opponents who didn't have full teams in that. And I know it could be chalked down as a win and hopefully we can get something out of it. But bar that, our under eight scene has been poor for a long time. And we're not, you're just not seeing a whole lot of players emerging. That's the, that's the reality of it. And uh, Pat is right. Kieran's have had, no, the Kieran's have been poor for the last three years. But before that, there's been a hell of a lot of players coming through the Kieran's ranks, winning all Ireland. And they're not they're not making the breakthrough. And we, we have to ask questions as to why that is, that, that is the case. And now when we have three players who are, you know, very doubtful for a Leinster final, mm. you know, we're scratching our head as to who's actually going to pop into those positions. Yes, and Eamon, it's worrying, isn't it? Like we were saying, Seb, you'd be talking about Cork pulling from the same lads, but we're kind of the same, aren't we? Or no one really putting up their hands and grabbing a position. Yeah, when you have everyone fit, like it looks like you'd have a strong panel, and it's the same with every panel, but once you start having a couple of injuries, then all of a sudden you realise, you know, it's kind of always, I think, it's a false sense of, uh, you know, when you think of looking at a team sheet and you say, geez, we have a, maybe 30 plus players to pick from, but once you have six or seven lads that could be injured on in, in different teams, and when you start going down through it, then you realise, you know, that's where your strength of your panel is tested and it's coming to the fore really in a lot of counties and look, Kenny are no different now at the moment and it is a worry, yeah? No, we have the wherewithal better than most. On any given day, we can raise our game. And that's the one thing about Kilkenny. I'd never, ever dismissed Kilkenny. I, would, I, I wouldn't say here now that Kilkenny wouldn't win the All-Ireland this year because they have the capability of raising it on any given day. But when you look at the team after yesterday with injuries and going forward and what way it's going to be shaped up, it's not as it's not as clear at this stage of the championship as we'd probably like it to be. Yeah, no, definitely not. We have a good few texts in already. Um, one from Benjamin here. Uh, good evening, Kieran and team. While I never like to see the Cats beaten, it's beneficial for Leinster hurling that Wexford will be in the championship next year. Playing in such an intense atmosphere will help the development of our team too. Is there any news regarding the likely availability of our injured players for Leinster final? What do you believe is the key to shoring up on correct? Characteristic vulnerability under the high ball. And that's from Benjamin. Every team are vulnerable under the high ball, as far as I can see. You know, they were all, they all have corner backs and full backs now attacking the ball. But the high ball in is causing trouble. Limerick's what two of their goals came nearly that way. That there was a allowed the Galan caught the one in behind your man and laid it off to Seamus Flanagan. Uh, he had a couple of goals for Clare that way. Uh, he had the goal Cork that, as well yeah, when well, they went long in against yeah, Clare. I look at Carlo against Offley. It was uh, yeah, send it in on uh, onto the edge edge of the square. So um, there 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 seems to be because of the we say backs are being coached over the last number of years there, there's definitely a, a, a vulnerability there for for um, most defences. One of the things that Brian, one of the hallmarks of Brian Cody's teams over his reign or particularly from 2006 was that he got the forwards to work so hard and I'm seeing a bit of Pat Sunday now that he said this a number of times he got the forwards to work so hard apart from scoring 
another major priority and of equal importance was to stop defenders getting the ball up to the far end of the field mm. our current set of forwards are, are while they're, they're delivering decent enough scores are not stopping their, their opposite numbers for getting the ball up the field as much as we should be stopping it we should be making it harder of course you won't stop it all the time that'd be nonsense but they should be making it a lot harder for, the, for opposing defenders to get the ball up the field and be picking out players with the ball now maybe the game has changed because the way the ball has been let off at such a shoulder, a shoulder level and moved and moving at pace and all of that but we have to counteract that and it's the teams that are able to stop opposing defenders setting up attacks the team that does that best I tell you they'll be the team that'll be hardest to beat definitely yeah um, we have a, another text in here uh, great weekend of hurling what's the news with the injuries after yesterday plenty of question marks for Kilkenny and Galway before Leinster fi- before the Leinster final and that's from Paul well Adrian Mullen is a minimum of six weeks um, Martin Keown is a hamstring and Mikey Butler is a calf the hope is that Butler and um, Keown might make the Leinster final Paddy uh, but Mullen won't uh, Paddy Deegan I'd say and Richie Reid are probably okay Reid was still con- you know the effects of concussion he'd probably be okay for the Leinster final and Paddy Deegan i say was precautionary yesterday he did get back for the previous game again Dublin but I said they just wanted to give him a little bit of extra time and uh, given where kick anywhere they weren't going to chance it so I'd say Reid and I'd be hoping that Reid Deegan Butler and Keown will be okay but Mullen is out yeah, big blow I am in there losing Adrian Mullen for Leinster final massive block here on yeah you know, and he's had his fair share of injuries as well to on the shaft to be fair you know and he was really coming into a bit of form there and you know in midfield he really you know he, he has a he has an engine he has a great pair of wrists and uh, he's able to mix it as well you know and lay off the ball he's just a great hurling brain on him as well so he'd be a, a lost to any team and unfortunately to Kilkenny in this case and Pat, just when you were talking about the work rate of the forwards, he's one lad that, you know, do, puts in yeah, brilliant shifts. He does, yeah, up and down the field. And uh, his his physical presence as well, you know, that, that shouldn't be underestimated. No. You know, that, uh, and uh, his ability to pick off long-range points, you know, hit from from either wing uh, the, is, is, is top class. Yeah, no, definitely. Right, we'll take our first break. Join us after where we'll be talking to Andy Comfort. TARS World of Gaelic Games TC TARS World of Gaelic Games And welcome back I suppose Eamon and Nicky there huge game of Munster there yesterday as well Yeah well, well look at the biggest surprise of the weekend was Tipperary losing to Waterford Now there was always going to be a, there was always going to be a bit of a, a bit of a fight in Waterford no question about that but I, I couldn't believe how much they pushed Tipperary aside Now I heard Davy's interview after the game and uh, he was fairly laying it on big time about the abuse he got and all this that and the other but the big question has to be Tipperary. I mean, why why Tipperary uh, just collapse so much? Simple as that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And a massive opportunity missed for a moment. Oh, big time, Kieran. You know, the, the, the kind of hype train is back in tip and probably rightly so. They were going well and they were happy and they were, I think maybe they were just probably got a bit over complacent. Then I suppose the Watford players probably had a point to prove it with Liam Cal being over them a couple of years ago. And then, of course, Sir Davey and Liam Cal were on the sideline earlier in the year and all the rest of it. And, then with Water kind of being gone out of the championship and, you know, Davy probably wanted to get one over him as well. So there's plenty of subplots, but at the end of the day, it comes down to what's the 15 players are on the pitch on either side. And look at Water, just in fairness to them, they needed a, a game, but you'd be questioning whether those performances the rest of the year. But then looking at it quickly, they put their players in the right positions. Forwards playing the forwards and the backs playing the backs. Exactly, yeah. You know, so. oh, that's it, yeah. Uh, we're delighted to be joined on the line by Andy Comfort. Good evening, Andy. 
Okay, yeah, any of that. There, yeah, just Kieran, yeah. when you're getting that, I just a message I've got here that the as regards to the venue for the Munster final, uh, Clare wanted in Turles and Limerick wanted in Cork, and I'm told by my uh, my contact that if it goes to a vote, it'll go to Cork. So um, now that'll be a couple. That that'll be Cork now having got the league final and the uh, Munster final there. So uh, you know they're obviously uh, it'll help to pay for the old stadium down there, but. Uh, but I think that's what Limerick Limerick want to want to go to Cork and that you know. Yeah, right. Aoife, we'll we'll come across you while we're just get, trying to get hold of Andy. Um, a good win for the Kilkenny Intermediate Cogie team. Uh, yeah, we had a good win. Um, half time, we were thinking where where are we going to get. Uh, we were down. We were winning uh, one four to one three. We kind of you talking about the the long balls in from defence into to the forwards kind of got us kind of lapsing at the after four minutes they hit a high ball in and uh, their forwards like they, they, we played them four week, three weeks ago in the Leinster and they completely changed around their team to play us on Saturday and uh, a lot of uh, there was about eight or nine of their mi- minor team that pl- had played our minors earlier on the year as well so uh, a lot of their forwards were different and uh, got in around us and they had uh, 1-1 scored on us before we kind of got in on us but uh, yeah then when we got equalised it was kind of to and fro until half time and then Sarah Barco put us ahead at just coming to half time to lead one four to one three and then just um, I think about three and a half minutes into the second half, uh, Jane Cass got a, a, a slight, kind of slash of hurls and she kind of got a, a gash on her knee and she went out for a blood substitute for a few minutes. But um, from that defending um, of that, uh, they got Dublin got a forty five and scored it and that was their only point of the second half and uh, we completely took over from that and we scored three nine without reply. Then Angel. Our balls were hitting in high to uh, to the goals, and uh, yeah, we got a few great goals. Everton um, Grace getting a goal, um, Sarah Burke getting another one, uh, substitute Ellen Gunn and get another one. So, yeah, so, uh, so as I said, we got three nine in the second half to their point. So yeah, fun. great to kind of get it. This went and there we got the, the four goals again against them. So it was like four four thirteen to one four. So good to continue on and go on to the next round. Yeah, definitely. And um, like you said. You know, it's, it's it's great to get that start in in the in the championship and the Kilkenny the game for the intermediate the games are coming ticking fast. You know, a car coming to John Lock Park next Saturday. Yeah, it is like that is the way we were. Like it was like starting last Saturday. Gone, we were against Dublin, then Cork, and then Galway the following week, and then we had a break and with Kildare still in it. We were kind of into the end of June, but now with them gone, we're like we're finished our three matches by the end of um, by the tenth of June, and then if we do progress that quarterfinals are the 8th, 9th of July and if we say we pass that out and we don't go into a quarterfinal and we top our group and um, we go into a semi-final like we're nearly waiting six weeks to find out but at least uh, we have our win three games and we're, we, we're certain anyway we know we can go then Yeah, no, exactly yeah. so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it goes and then our senior team then the no game their first game is against uh, Wexford on the 10th Yeah, they're, they're at home here on, on the 10th so yeah, that's not sure where that'll be, Nolan Burke or, or Helen either, but yeah, they're all going well anyway. That's, uh, hopefully there's no injuries coming up to train. We train and I haven't heard of any. Because um, Danielle, Danielle Morrissey has come back to the intermediates with us, so um, yes, her, she's going with ACL, so she's gone for the year. She's I think within the next two weeks she's having surgery, so I'll just look to her that she gets it started and we're yeah, to go in a year's time and she's looking forward to it and she, like, she was there with us on Saturday and wearing the girls on and She's just disappointed that she is gone, but uh, you can see it in her that she's raring to get the girls going and get and get them to get them to know to, to Crow Park in, in August. 
Yeah, hopefully, yeah, and look, we all wish wish um, Danielle the best of luck, and hopefully, look, Nikki, it's a terrible injury, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a terrible blow to the, the club outside as well, you know, she would be one of the key players in the club, and they'll be a bit stronger this year, having gotten the players up for minor, but she would have been key to the club, so it's a blow to Kilkenny, but it's a, an even bigger blow to the club, and I suppose any player that's missed out with a crucial or serious injury, the, the club is the one that'll feel it the most. Yeah, that's you know, it, yeah. So look, I just have to get on with it. Yeah, big blow, um... Any other Camogie news for us, Anitha? Uh, just there yesterday, um, the Bullness School um, finals were on, like, like this time last week, they had their the first final, um, Bensbridge and James Fortran in front, and they weren't able to play yesterday, so they played their final, so Bensbridge had a, a good win there against James Fort. And then the other finals, the the E-final then between Mooning Row and Conaghy, uh, Mooning Row coming out, good score there um, uh, against Conaghy, Paulstown and Tullerone, um, Tullerone started out the, the, the brighter part of it and went two, two goals ahead before Polestown got into it and actually it ended up being uh, going to extra time and Polestown coming out uh, with a two-point win over them. Uh, then St Aidan's uh, Kilmanagh against Freshford in the sea and St Aidan's uh, Kilmanagh winning there. Coon um, Muckley then against Tullerher and again Coon Muckley coming out on the good side there, a good score uh, against Tullerher in the B. And then Clara, uh, again, against Bunskull and uh, Macaulay Rice of Callan. Um, Clara beat the reigning champions of Can- St. Canis's for the last few years. Canis's have always been strong in, in the A, but Clara got, got the better side of them in, in the semi-final and they came out a good, strong score against um, Callan. Yeah, so, great day yesterday. All, all enjoyed it and uh, great to have the, the schools now finish. Now, the Shields finals are still playing until the middle of June. But everybody was delighted that Gorm were able to hold it, as we said last week, that Nolan Park weren't able to hold it because they have uh, doing something with Nolan Park. But yeah, everybody was delighted that pitching in Gorm was in fantastic um, and stage yesterday that uh, no, no injuries and nothing out of it anyway. So yeah, great day yesterday. And big crowds out there oh, as well? Big crowds, yeah, looking at them. That's and, and then with Clara, that's, uh, they've got... Um, Claire Feeling as, as as a coach, so like that, that was great there that they had that as well, and then uh, they had all all the the memories of of, of Clara getting their their older players. So some of them even Mary Connell and some of the other girls, um, the Nolan girls, they were out, out foreign, so they were all sending. I saw videos, all sending their best wishes to the to the girls to to wish them luck, and then that they come out and have a great time to to win it. So it's great to see Clara doing it because as I said, Canis's have been kind of the, the big name of, of, of winning the A's for a while and now Clara getting it in again. Yeah, brilliant to see a, a new name on the on the cup. Um, any other Camogie news for Zifa? Well, other than that, as you said, there's been many we're, we're playing Cork next Saturday in Callan at five o'clock, so we'll get a good crowd, crowd out there to, to, to support the girls. Uh, and then just other games, then there's on the 14th, they're down to semi-final leagues and then the junior, intermediate and senior um, all county leagues are being played next week, next Sunday evening as well, mornings and evening. So that's it. That's it. And um, just that, back to the senior then, Aoife, obviously the first game is the 10th, so a chance for the team, you know, to get everyone fully fit and back sharp and all that and all guns blazing in for Wexford on the 10th. Yeah, it is. Like they've got they got the break, that they've had the, the the league had a break, then got the Leinster and have that now, and then they're all guns blazing again and kind of going different areas, places to get their, their fitness right and going to these wellness uh, weekends and whatever. So, uh, yeah, they were up there a few weeks ago, I think, at a wellness thing in either Kildare or Dublin. So, yeah, they're all having a great bonding sessions and getting the fitness right and you know, raring to get Wexford. 
Thanks for that, Aoife. And um, that's all our yep. Camogie news for, for this week. Thanks as always, Aoife, for joining us in the, in the studio and promoting the, the game of Camogie for us here in CRKC. We have another text in there from Jim Rohn. Just hello, lads. Any news on the injuries after yesterday? And we went down through the injuries, Jim, so hopefully you uh, heard that there. And um, look, we'll hopefully have just everyone back for the Leinster final without just Adrian Mullen. So fingers crossed everyone else will be fit and raring to go for that day up in Crow Park. Uh, we have another text in. Our forwards are simply not aggressive enough, and in my opinion, neither are the backs for that matter. We've no physical presence in midfield since Michael Fenley retired. Too many of the forwards have not progressed at all. Thoughts on that, Les? Well, it's, it's, all I'll say is, is I'll repeat what I said earlier. I think the, back, the forwards have to uh, be, be more physical with their opponents in the sense that of not letting them clear the ball. I think they're delivering a fair all return now. In, in, in most matches, they've got either a high number of points, got a good number of goals as well in a few matches. So I'm, I'm reasonably happy with what they're, uh, what they're scoring. I just feel they need to work harder and make the, 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 their opponents put them under far more pressure clearing the ball because I think there's clearance coming out too easy now having said that I did qualify that by saying this whole off the shoulder passing has changed the game a bit so I think it's something we just we, we still have to get better at it um, in terms of stopping them now we have to get better at it doing it ourselves at the other end and our opponents are trying to stop us but that's going to be the challenge I think it is if the, the more we can uh, pin down our opposing backs the better chance we have of winning matches yeah, no, definitely, and delivering in the, the perfect ball, Eamon. Yeah, well, I suppose, look at it yesterday as well, Kieran. I think a lot of teams, inter-county-wise now, they're all conceding the puck out against their opposition. So even, like, Wexford yesterday for the first five or ten minutes, like, they, they, you know, they, they didn't push up on our, if we were going short to the likes of Hugh Lawler. He was allowed to get the ball, come out, pass it off, and then straight away then you're setting an attack. And if you go back to Limerick against us in the league final, we conceded the puck out ourselves. But that game gave Limerick a platform to to build from the back you know work up the couple of passes like Nicky saying off the shoulder and then deliver a ball in maybe from their half back line but you see the, and then sometimes if you do push up on the on the, on the the puck out they can go along so that's probably why, why why teams concede it but the way Hurling has gone now if you give anyone an inch in terms of possession or that 1% it, it, can, it can take a lot from the game and you know Wexford were more they kind of shoved up on us as well as the, as the game went on they didn't just stand off us and concede the puck out but for the first 15 minutes there yesterday um, I think we could have done anything we wanted there in terms of delivering the ball from the half-back line and that was from Wexford and sometimes we're, we're guilty of it ourselves I think against Dublin as well in Nolan Park for the first 20-25 minutes we conceded an awful lot of puck outs and Dublin had a, had a great amount of scores off of that too you know in terms of we just let them have the ball building from the goalkeeper up and you know I, I don't know how you I don't have the solution or the answer on how to counteract it but I just think a lot of teams are I don't know there seems to be a kind of a, a phase that Hurling is going through now to, to concede the puck outs which you know I don't know Yes, um, Pat, just on that point uh, around <coughs> puckouts and all that, like yesterday you look at, again, the, the, how valuable Nicky Quaid is to that Limerick team. You know, they were under pressure against um, Cork and say he probably should have saved the Patrick Corbin goal. He was disappointed, you could see by him. The shot probably just caught him a bit. Now, don't get me wrong, it was a brilliant shot, but um, the next puckout, he just got the ball, drove it down on top of it was either Tom Morrissey I think won the ball played it out over the bar you know next puck out he got it straight down on Garrod Hegarty Garrod Hegarty catches it and over the bar like it's a simple game at times and is, yeah. just people overcomplicating it yeah well I don't know what's wrong with 15 on 15 if the, why wouldn't you mark your the cor- corner back and why wouldn't you mark the centre back on whoever I mean how many matches do we go to I don't know in Club Hurling and all the rest where the centre back no one's ever playing on him and he was the one that you always targeted uh, that he was 
generally the best hurler on the field or one of the best anywhere in that position and uh, so I I, that, I, I I don't know but maybe it's just old school as they, t- they t- call it but uh, it's a, it's definitely a, a, a factor but uh, one little thing about Tipperary um, and, and Waterford I think the game uh, against Limerick took an awful out, out of tip and the other thing was Tipperary had a perfect championship this year they had a game two weeks a game and that this is the first time they played Sunday after Sunday mm. so uh, and they had a couple of injuries as well and the Watford were preparing for this for three weeks so uh, there, there's there's definitely a lot in that and uh, that's why I think and uh, I'm, I'm tired of saying it that there should be a fortnight between all these games anyway uh, for uh, in fairness to players in the talk about player welfare they talk about all these things and uh, these games going to extra time is total just shouldn't be like I mean seeing the the Joe McDonough Cup going to extra time and heaven forbid that should go to penalties at, at least one team won it on the field but yeah, exactly, to think yeah. that you go to an All-Ireland final and you lose on penalties that to me is just totally against everything the, the the organization and the and and the game stands for. Oh definitely and yeah, no, I'd be in full agreement with you there, Pat. Right, we'll take our second break. Join us after where we'll be talking more hurling and some handball. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back, just shy of 10 to 7. We're delighted to be joined on the line by Andy Comfort. Good evening, Andy. Evening, Kieran. How are you getting on? Not too bad, Andy. Um, I suppose a big opportunity missed down in Wexford Park. We were just discussing it earlier, you know, to finally get that win under our belt down there and um, unfortunately coming away then in defeat. Yeah, it was... Um, listen, it, it was... It, it was a. It was a kind of a no-win situation for Kilkenny, I suppose, to win the Leinster final, but you would have liked to have got the win. But, listen, I think more alarmingly and more uh, worrying is the amount of injuries we received out of the game. You know, we were probably cruising along there 2-2 to, you know, six points up and looked to be comfortable. And then, I suppose, the loss of the key players there, um, uh, Martin, Adrian and and Michael Butler there, kind of, you know, took the the engine and the zest out of the team and um, we were kind of you know disorientated um, and, and built, put in on top of that the players that were missing prior to the game so listen it's kind of a worrying time for the management this was with all these injuries backing up on top of them with, with the game coming in two weeks time you know yeah no definitely and I suppose like you said and with those injuries and even in the meantime if if the lads are to be fit for that Leinster final they're not going to have anything in between to you know keep them sharp you'll be trying to mind them and piece them together to get them out for that Leinster final so like you said it's, it's worrying and tricky times for management I'm not decisive yeah, yeah you're going to have to uh, uh, try and get them onto the field in some shape or form see so run the risk of you know um, possibly yeah, Dream One Night said it looks to be coming off, look to be in serious pain there, so I doubt if he'd be available. But listen, it's not ideal and um like to win these Leinster finals and to, to, to win anything in Ireland you need your best team on the field and, and I suppose they're gonna be worried about but I suppose we have to look into the bench then and see what we have and that's about the size of it now I uh 
very impressed with John Phelan there on the wing, you know. He was showing for ball, he was very keen, got on the scoreboard, one four, so that's a de- definitely a plus. Um, backs seem to be under pressure there a lot, a lot of the times there, um, with, with, uh, particularly with Lee Chin, you know, and Conor McDonald seemed to be in a bit of bother when I went in there, but listen, I suppose the mindset going down of the players you just have to put yourself inside the players are they are they complacent a little bit in that they know they're in the Leinster final and Wexford were fighting for their lives even going into the field you'd hear hear the Wexford man singing Bula Vogue on, on, on the loudspeaker because they put the hair standing on any Wexford man back to you know to the pride that they showed in it and it was inevitable that they were going to die on the field for it sooner than go back down you know to um uh, to the Joe McDonough so listen it's a kind of a learning curve for us we're going to have to find more players I think because uh, the injury list seems to be building up a little bit you know yeah no definitely and would you be worried Andy say of the Kilkenny performances we you know we had Galway beaten in the park and didn't come away with the result we were two points up heading towards the end in Wexford Park we didn't get out of that one and then you know down in against Dublin in the park we were seven points up only came out with a four point victory should are, would you be worried that we're not seeing uh, out games yeah we're listening I I don't know about dissecting it that way, Kieran. Maybe you know we—it's it's not something to be alarmed about, right there. Because listen, uh, all these players, you know, are, are, are tuned up to the means. They're all ready to go, and uh, like I suppose, it's a—I I think a different mindset comes in when it's knockout. You know, I, I, I'm not overly concerned about. We just—it was a function to get us to the Leinster final. This process that we've gone through, winning these, winning, winning these matches, and, and although we were, we were beaten yesterday, like listen, it's not the be all and end all, and I and, and I'm sure the players and the management know that. I suppose we probably disappointed that they didn't win it, but I don't think it's the be all and end all. It served a purpose to get into the Leinster final, and now I, I think you'll see a different mindset from the players, you know. And I I I, I think even last year. When they got to the Leinster final, I think they, they showed grit and determination, you know, and in the semi-final then, and of course in the final, fierce unlucky. So I think the players nowadays, like, it's very, very difficult for a player. And, like, we have to bear in mind, and I suppose uh, people will have to start beating the drum about the players are the people in this big operation here. And I don't know if they're being treated, you know, um the way they should be like they expect a player to go out week on week <clears throat> playing matches and, and uh, perform to the highest level the whole way through I don't know if I'm maybe I'm way out here am I? I don't know I, don't, I, don't, I just think that the whole thing like from say January the whole way through now until the 1st of June and they're going 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 picking up little niggles and you know they're forced back into it I, listen I don't know about what way the structure is but I think the players are being put on the back burner here about this how yeah. do you feel about it yeah no we'd agree we're, we're having that conversation earlier there and Pat you were making that very same point yeah well uh, I, I just think you know that the before you get to an All-Ireland Championship now or, or even the Leinster final uh, between the league and the championship you're playing at least 10 games and uh, it's within a very condensed time and uh <laughs> there should be a minimum uh, a game every two weeks is what uh, the the nature of the game and uh, the, the the amateur player and all the rest you need a, a week right. of recovery yeah, yeah. and a week to prepare like listen sometimes in, 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 in life less is more and, and you know 
I think I'm beginning to think that that is the case with Hurland. Too many matches and, and expecting too much out of players. And like, see another thing that's going in there yesterday in the matches there. Because the hurls are so short, lads are sneaking in. If they're within 18 inches of the ball, the referee had to make a split decision on whether it's a dirty pull or it's not. But like, these lads are coming off with broken fingers and it shouldn't be happening. You know, like, the welfare of the players is not being taken on board. The referee has a hard job. But listen, it's, I don't know like I think less is more in hurling and less matches but more competitive matches I think like the, the format does the league do anything for us I don't think it does anything for us uh, as an organisation I don't think the league maybe it makes a few pound revenue I don't know but it does, I don't think it does anything for us so like I think we need to get focus on the players here and see what their opinion on and see what the like the, oh this uh, <clears throat> statistics and all this Americanization of, of Ireland and saying you have to get stats on this. What like the most important stats are how many injuries are coming off with these players now in the last since the game has spe- speeded up and on. I even felt sorry for Adrian Mullen there coming off yesterday. Like that's an injury that's going to take that man probably uh, at minimum of uh, two months to get back from. Exactly. You know, yeah. And uh, like I think I'll go back to what I said I think less is more in hurling less matches but make them competitive so we're in a scenario now where you know it, the team that has the strongest panel and is lucky, lucky to avoid big injuries to their big players are going to win it they're gonna, well, not going to win it out but they're going to go a long way to winning it you know like we can't afford to be missing our big time players over injuries and like as Pat says like even playing a team one week and, and, and giving them two weeks like two weeks is the bare minimum you need to give you know a, a lad to get back so I don't know I think I think things are running you know running these players on on on, uh, on the red gauge on the petrol gauge you know because they ain't going to be able to sustain this I can't see them being able to sustain it but I suppose um, us here are not going to weaken the bait and see what we think and throw it out there. But I'm sure, like we're all in agreement that like playing a game every week. I don't know. No, no, we we we'd all be in full full agreement with with that, Andy. And um, I suppose, like you said, Andy, we went down to Wexford Park. We didn't get the victory, but circumstances didn't change. We're still in the Leinster final. Huge game for us. Could win that during an yeah. All Ireland semi final and a, sh- a shot at getting back into that All Ireland final and try bring back Lee McCarthy. No, 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 like we've we've spoke about this on Monday night. Like the best route is the shortest route is the is the winning the Leinster final route. You know, so like. We're in, we're in, we're against Galway, this is the game we want and and um, I suppose like players are gonna have to step up now and step into the uh, into the play and say, Listen, I'm ready to take over here and uh get Kilkenny into an all Ireland semi final. Like how good are Galway playing? I know they fought back from a ten point they were ten points down yesterday against um against Dublin, you know, so there is a bit of character in them. And uh but I don't think we need to be, uh, you know, lose any sleep about Galway. We had them went under control last year, and I think that like uh, we should be able to control them this year. Uh, forwards, I think, leave a bit to be desired for Galway. So listen, I think it's there for us. I think I just hope that the players uh, 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 get back and fit and ready to go. And I think if we bring, you know. For for sharp, maybe one player of our best fifteen. I think we could take Baden. Definitely take Ben. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. And look, all roads will lead to to Crow Park. 
and on Sunday, Sunday two weeks, um, yeah. Andy. And look, we'll be looking forward to it. Like you said, hopefully we'll have we'll obviously be short Adrian Mullen, but everyone else will be fit and available, and we we'll hopefully yeah, be bringing him back to Leinster. Yeah, it is. After getting a bad run on injuries, and um, listen, I'm wishing the best. I hope he gets back as quickly as possible. But um, listen, I think we could go up there and uh, be confident about winning. I'd say like they'll be worried about us more than us worried about them and they think if we bring a repeat repeat performance in last year and uh, like I think I think our backs even though they come under pressure there yesterday they had to bear in mind that they were probably short Mikey Butler went off there after 15-20 minutes and Richie Reid is out as well so listen that's uh, and it was whatever the midfield is going to be now I don't know but Paddy Deegan and Adrian Mullen were, there, were missing you know for a lot of it as well which doesn't help help the thing but if we can get them back I think we're solid at the back few of the forward like Young Feeling is definitely a plus definitely yeah he's game and he's going in with the ball and and he's uh, you know he's a bit green at the moment but he's playing well he's coming off at 1-4 so like Owen Cody is sparked up there yesterday three goals so listen bit more contribution from the other forwards TJ is taking on the mantle of leadership you know he's spinning the ball around there fierce unlucky was at that end when he was a was, I thought it was a, a bad decision from the referee he got a great held off short strength put up his hand and hand passed the ball over he's accused of throwing it I don't know how the referee got down we could have got the winner but he's shown great leadership so listen we got one or two more forwards um, as, as it was uh, getting on the score sheet we'll take a bit of beating I, I I'd be positive enough going into the Galway match, you know. Positive, yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Andy, thanks a million for joining us. The first yeah, seed, uh, clock is against us, Andy, but we'll touch base with you again and um, we'll Thank be God. looking forward to yeah. that Leinster final. As always, thanks a million yeah. for your time. 100%, yeah. Andy, okay, and we'll talk Thank to you again. Thank you very much, yeah. No problem. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. And that was Andy Comfort there, Jane, as